Thank you for joining me, Kim. Thank you for having me. So to start, can you walk us through this latest Republican proposal? What would it do? So Assembly Bill AB 975, brought forward by Speaker Robin Voss and signed on to by 39 other Republicans, is formally or technically designed to be a 14-week abortion ban that they're demanding be put to the voting public via a binding referendum in April of 2024. And so my understanding is that today is actually the deadline for the state to add this referendum to the ballot. Do you think they're likely to meet that deadline in the legislature today? They may well do that. However, the governor has already said that he would veto this legislation. Okay, so from your perspective, this bill is unlikely to pass into law. Yes, very unlikely. And the people who wrote it and the people who put it forward knew that. It wasn't written or put forward for the purpose of creating a 14-week ban, as terrible and problematic as that would be for people who need abortions for very, very important reasons between the 15th and 20th week of pregnancy. It's actually straight up a red herring. And the situation that happened is Ron DeSantos put himself forward as someone who would fight to the ground for a six-week abortion ban in Florida. And then he became known as the person who was promoting and for a six-week abortion ban. And now he's dropped out of the presidential race because the idea of an abortion ban for the vast majority of people in the U.S. is so unappealing. And Republicans in Wisconsin understand that that made them so unappealing to be completely anti-choice that they are, quote, attempting to find middle ground with this 14-week abortion ban, but they aren't attempting to find middle ground at all. They're actually opposed to people having access to abortion, period. This is sort of a ploy to make themselves look like they were, quote, uh, reasonable pro-choice Republicans because they're concerned about their seats in April. Okay, I see. So what you're saying, this is unlikely to pass anyway, and this is more just a political maneuver? Unfortunately, it is a political maneuver. I do think it is worth looking at the conversation that happened yesterday in the hearing. I was there for four hours and three quarters. I think it continued on for quite a while after that. It was endless political grandstanding. And actually, it was a debate between the Republicans who are concerned about being reelected and far-right Republican organizations, Catholic Right to Life and other organizations like that who are insisting that they not even discuss a 14-week ban, but that they go straight up for talking about birth beginning at conception and calling fetuses babies from conception and upholding the 1849 legislation that makes abortion illegal and a Class E felony that is punishable by 10 years in jail and a $6,000 fine that is going to be coming up before the state Supreme Court. It will be appealed to the state Supreme Court. And they're quite concerned because in the recent election for the state Supreme Court seat, that court has gone from 4-3 conservative liberal to 4-3 liberal conservative. And Janet Protasiewicz is quite clear that she is pro-choice. So they're quite concerned that she may have the capacity to, along with the rest of the court, overturn the 1849 legislation. So you referenced some back and forth between lobbyists with the Catholic Church and then Republican lawmakers. 
Can you reference any specific moments, any details of what Republicans might have said yesterday in testimony that stood out to you? A few things stood out to me. Specifically, the Catholic Church brings some of their more aggressive speakers, and they do the whole life begins at conception, and you're all murderers. And they repeated, and a number of other religious speakers, so-called religious speakers, referred to people who had spoken previously, including doctors, including students who are becoming OBGYNs as murderers, which I wasn't really aware was legal or was not slanderous. It is slanderous. (laughs) Whether you can do something about that slander or not is is another question, I guess. And just repeatedly called any pro-choice advocates all kinds of terrible things, but, but largely murderers. That was a chronic, popular refrain. And then from the legislature, you would endlessly hear the yes, but what if Janet Protasiewicz and the state Supreme Court overturn 1849? Then we have nothing and we have to start from zero. That seemed to be the main debate. The idea being that if you could get the 14-week conversation going, A, it would help Republicans to win the re-election in April, and B, it would be a stepping stone if they were to get such legislation through to even more restrictions, you know, six-week bans, travel restrictions, all the other kinds of restrictions that are um, being added in different states around the country. A Marquette Law School poll in 2022 found that 66 percent of respondents believe abortion should be legal in most cases. With that in mind, is this referendum likely to get enough votes if it does end up on the ballot? So it's kind of a complicated thing because the first two legislators who introduced it actually said that they are opposed to a 14-week ban, that they're opposed to any abortion at any stage in a pregnancy. So what I was hoping to do if I had gotten the opportunity to speak was to ask if they would actually vote for their own legislation of a 14-week ban, but I didn't have the opportunity to speak. So there's that. Even if it was to end up a referendum that people were able to vote on, no, I, I really don't think that it would have a chance of winning because, you know, one out of four people who could become pregnant will have an abortion in their lifetime. So, you know, that means that everyone knows someone who's needed an abortion in their lifetime for whatever reason. And the majority of people are very clear that people with uteruses have to be able to control their own fertility in order to have full bodily autonomy, in order to be equal citizens, right? Equal human beings on the planet. You can't control your own body, then you can't control your destiny and your future. And so, you know, no, I, I, I honestly think a 14-week ban would absolutely fail. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, either about the state of abortion care and access in Wisconsin or just in general? 93.5% of abortions in the United States and similarly in Wisconsin occur before 13 weeks. 93.5% occur before 13 weeks of the very tiny number that occur between 14 and 20 weeks, the reasons for those abortions is that there's a medical crisis for the pregnant person or a medical crisis with the fetus, that the person who is pregnant is a teenager or even a preteen or one of those people who happens to have very irregular pregnancies is unaware of their pregnancy 
I was one of those people. I had a second trimester abortion at 17 weeks. I was unaware I was pregnant until I was in my 14th week and I needed to find enough money to be able to have an abortion. And that took several weeks. Or the person is in the position like I was, that they don't have the financial resources soon enough to have an abortion in the first trimester. So that's very important to remember. Also, very important to remember that in Wisconsin, even though you can currently get an abortion in three locations, Milwaukee, Madison, and Sheboygan, we have some of the most strict abortion legislation in the entire country. We have mandatory ultrasounds. We have mandatory 24-hour waiting periods, and we have parental consent laws. And additionally, we have extremely expensive abortions. The pills run between $580 and $850, and having abortions in clinic can run hundreds to thousands of dollars. So there are already endless obstacles for impoverished people, black people, teenagers, migrants rural people, people who live in the northern part of the state, all of those folks are already finding it extremely hard to access abortions. I think it's really important to know that in 1980 in Wisconsin, there were an average of 20,000 abortions performed per year. And the year before Dobbs, there were only 6,500. And that's not because 13,500 people didn't want abortions. It's because they couldn't afford them or they couldn't access them.